Today I wish to speak to you this first Sunday of Advent about the messengers, the message, and the mirror response. Our text today will be from Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2, and we're going to begin in verse 8. And you see, uh, before we read it, that verse 8 begins with, And there were in the same country shepherds. And the same country is what? The same country or the region of Bethlehem. As Christ, born of the Virgin Mary, had just been born some time before. And then we will pick up in verse 8. And so if you're physically able this morning, I ask if you would to stand with me in the reverence and honor of re- the reading of God's blessed word today to us beginning in Luke 2 and chapter 8. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God, and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. All of his children said, Amen. Amen. May God honor and bless the reading of his word today. You may be seated. Thank you. It has been said that the story of the birth of Jesus is the greatest story ever told. The reason for that being is the fact that God comes to us in the same form of us is the most beautiful light in history that still shines bright today. And I have prayed that the Holy Spirit would take this old, old story and shine its light fresh and anew in our hearts today. Let's pray. Father, again I come to you asking your blessings Upon your word, we know the promise that your word does not return unto you empty or void once it goes forth. And so, Lord, take this message and take this very simple-minded messenger and speak to your people and awaken our souls, Lord, as those humble shepherds were awakened by that wonderful message so many years ago. Bless us today, Lord, with Yourself. In Jesus' name, Amen. Today, specifically, we will look at the message of the messengers and also the messengers and our mere response. In verse 13 again, it said, And suddenly there was with the angel. First there was one angel, and now there appears an army of angels as that Greek wording actually leads us to believe that, a multitude of the heavenly host, an angelic army, 
And they're praising God, and this was their message. This is what they were saying and singing. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Who are these messengers? Well, they are spiritual, created beings. They did have not always existed, but God created them. He created angels, and He created human beings. Uh, human beings, you and I, were created in the image of God. We are not told that about the angels. They do not have physical bodies as well. And they are, they, and by the way, as I've said before, people don't become angels. That, that is a terribly wrong doctrine in theology. Two different created beings. God created angels, these spiritual beings, and He created human beings in His likeness, the likeness of the Godhead, the Trinity. And so people don't become angels. And I know people say that, well, they earn their wings. I don't believe I'll have any wings. Uh, I, that's not shown to us in the Scriptures. But these angels were created by God to serve Him, to give Him glory, to do His will over the creation to a great extent. We also sometimes wonder if we each have our own guardian angel. I do not, I cannot say with a hundred percent through the scriptures that that is true as well, that we all have a singular guardian angel that is just beside us throughout all of our life. That true, that also we cannot find true in scripture, but we are shown in Scripture that the angels are guarding the church and His people and working to help us in this journey of faith in many ways. There is a spiritual world going on right now that we cannot see with our eyes, but it is just as real as you sitting in those pews today and myself standing behind this pulpit today. A warfare between the principalities and the powers, the angels and demonic forces. And for now we have been made a little lower than the angels the Scriptures teach us. But we also see in the Scriptures that one day we will actually judge angels. I don't, I'm not going to get into that today and I don't know if we can really even grasp what that really means to us, but when we are fully redeemed on the new heaven, new earth, body and soul totally redeemed, somehow we will judge the angels. Let me tell you something about the angels. They are not sweet little babies showing half of their backsides as revealed in pictures and paintings in our homes. That is not the biblical picture of angels. It is not at all. And I'm not being mean, we have some of those pictures ourselves. They're cute and sweet, but that is not a biblical picture of an angel. Again, that has been through uh, art uh, throughout the centuries that have portrayed that. has become very popular even here in America. You see, when angels were allowed to be seen by God, they brought terror in the hearts of human beings. We see that here. In many other instances, when God allowed this 
these heavenly spiritual beings to be seen by human beings, it struck terror in the lives of those who saw the angels. Uh, a lot of those paintings are true. I've got one in my uh, office at home, and I do like that one. And it's an angel, and he has a flaming sword raised, and his his foot is stomping on a demon, getting ready to slice that dude up. I like that picture. That's a Sylvester Stallone angel, you know. And I think that's a that's a good picture. The of the war that is going on now. But here we see in the scriptures that we read when the angel of the Lord and the glory of the God of the glory of God was surrounding this angel of the Lord it brought terror in the hearts of these shepherds. It said they were sore afraid, they were then that word means terrified and to the point that the angel stops, "Wait, don't die. Don't be afraid, I'm bringing you good news." He has to tell him that. I have good news, he said in verse 10. The angel of the Lord said unto him, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Now, we should not worship or pray to these heavenly beings, but I want to say this about angels. They are to be loved and appreciated by the redeemed of Christ. They truly are. And I want you to note two things about the angels just in the story that we read today. One is, is that the angels were not jealous or ashamed to bring the good news of the coming of the Messiah to mankind. Now you might ask, well, why would I even think that? Why would I say that? Why is that important to state? One is, salvation was not for them. We are told in the Scriptures that when Satan, that we believe was an angelic uh, angel himself, probably of the highest order of the worship of God, when he fell, a third of the angelic host fell with him. And for some reason, God chose not to redeem them like he has human beings made in his image and likeness. And so they were not jealous or ashamed to bring the good news. As a matter of fact, the Scriptures tell us in the New Testament that those angels that fail are in chains and in darkness awaiting their final judgment at the coming of the Lord in that great day. But they were not ashamed to, with joy to proclaim the good news brought to mankind. But secondly, we note here, they also were unashamed, nor thought it below them to share this news with God's glory to humble shepherds. Shepherds were in many ways outcasts. They were considered unclean people out with the animals all day. They were as filled with joy to proclaim it with these shepherds as if they had been singing before the White House or in the presence of kings and queens. And I say to us and to myself and all of us here today, that is a lesson for us to learn. That sometimes we despise speaking or singing to small crowds or people that do not have great influence or power. I I tell you, I have known some, not here today especially, but known some that, you know, only they don't want to sing on a Sunday night or a Wednesday night. There's not as many people to hear them there. And that wasn't the case with the shepherds. 
They were just as filled with joy to share the good news of the coming of the Messiah to these humble shepherds as if they had been in Caesar's palace. Doesn't it warm our hearts today that we have uh, sung this message with them today? Angels from the realm of glory, that we have sung this message with them and that we will worship beside these spiritual beings in heaven throughout eternity? Does that not fill the heart of the Christian with great joy to know that we will worship alongside these powerful spiritual beings throughout all eternity? And what was the message that they brought? They sang and gave a message of great importance to mankind. Peace on earth and goodwill towards men. They sang the message of Christ. That God, that the Godhead had unrobed Himself and become a man to save mankind from sin and death, darkness and hell. And who was this babe the angels sang of? We get a beautiful picture of this in Colossians in chapter 1, verses 15 through 20, and speaking of Jesus Christ, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. For by Him were all things created, that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by Him and for Him. And He is before all things, and by Him all things consist. And He is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things He, Jesus, might have preeminence, For it pleased the Father that in Him should all fullness dwell. And having made peace through the blood of His cross, by Him to reconcile all things unto Himself, by Him I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven, their message was Jesus Christ had come. The Messiah had come. And He is laying in a manger. This too is to be our message today as well. We are not to preach philosophy. We are not just to be comforting counselors in that sense. We're not to preach psychology and many other isms, but we are to preach Christ and Christ crucified. There is the power There is the glory of the church. This is our message. It's what the angels sang, and it is what the church is to proclaim. Jesus, the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of God, has come to save lost man. This is our message. And they sing glory to God in the highest. And that can be translated from the Greek, Glory to God in the highest things. Salvation, redemption of God's fallen creation is the highest thing. It is the highest priority. This is why we have the Word of God before us. It is to make us wise for salvation. It is not just for information to prick our curiosity. It is for transformation. Glory to God. And true salvation glorifies God and not man. I spoke a few moments about this last Sunday night. But there is much talk today 
even among Christian evangelical circles, that gives more glory to man than it does to God. They speak of their great faith. They speak of their great giving. They speak of their great works of righteousness. Pastors are trying to brand themselves and be the next big thing. But I want to tell you that a salvation that does not glorify God in the highest is not a song the angels sing about. They do not care about a religion that glorifies man and their goodness and righteousness apart from God. We do not glorify the temple above the Holy Spirit that even makes it a temple to begin with. And this is happening much today. And they sang a new song, certainly in the glories of heaven's They had sung glory to God in the highest, but now they sing glory to God in the highest things. Peace on earth. Since the fall of man, mankind had mostly known strife, murder, sin, wars, a darkened conscience, being tormented by Satan. And only God's people praying, hoping, and waiting for the promised Messiah The Old Testament spoke of the offices of this coming Messiah, that He would be the prophet, the true priest, the true king. And now, that had been fulfilled. Jesus Christ, the prophet, priest, and king, the anointed one of God, had come to deliver His people. The time had become full. And now fallen and cursed man can be at peace with God through Jesus Christ. You today can have peace with God through Jesus Christ. The treaty of peace, if you will, was delivered in the manger. It was signed at the cross in red by the blood of Jesus in the person of Jesus. And true peace and and heart of heart and reconciliation between God and man can be found nowhere else. This season, people, and sadly too many Christians, are trying to find some peace in the way that the world celebrates Christmas. You can find true peace with God, with yourself, with others, in no other source except Jesus Christ. He and He alone came to give us peace on earth. They also spoke of God's goodwill and pleasure with man. And in the manger we see that God is very interested in man's affairs. Many look at God as that even believe in God, that there is a powerful higher being that created, but He's not interested really in what's going on here below, and that is not the case, and we see that in the Christmas story. That God is interested, that God does care, and He has concern for our circumstances. God cares for you today. He cares for you in what you're going through. And we see that in how God parted with His only Son and sent Him to us. And not only that, He became one of our race or one of our kind. He put on flesh and bones and blood and walked 
with us and among us. And not only did He part with His only Son, not only did His only Son, Jesus, become one of us, but He delivered Him up at the cross to redeem us from sin and death. Oh, beloved, God does care. And He is concerned. And we see that in this glorious message in the Christmas story. Christ has come. Emmanuel, God with us. And we now have salvation through Jesus Christ by grace and through faith. We now have the Holy Spirit. We now have the Word of God. And even the church on earth brings goodwill to mankind. While many are trying to silence the church and in even legal manners persecute the church and and to take away claimings for your giving, and also their movements trying to make us pay property taxes, which will greatly hurt many churches, most churches, around our nation and around the world, but around our nation especially, as those laws, there are people trying to push those laws now, and have been for some years. But they forget that each Sunday there are many thousands of dollars collected by God's people to go out into the world to bring goodwill to mankind. We have seen that alone in much of your work in the OCC, Operation Christmas Child Shoeboxes, bringing the hope of Christ and gifts, goodwill to mankind all around the world. We see that in our Lottie Moon offering as we're putting missionaries around the world to share the light of Jesus Christ, but they also do many other tasks to build relationships and to take care of people. I'm not saying this in a boastful way, but just relaying that the Southern Baptists are the third largest disaster relief organization in the world. That's through your giving and tithes. When there are hurricanes and and other natural disasters and earthquakes, Southern Baptists are some of the first on the scene. And that happens through the giving of God's people. And certainly there are other denominations there too, working side by side, bringing goodwill to mankind in the name and the power of Jesus Christ. God brought us peace on earth and goodwill towards men in the person of His Son, His only Son, Jesus Christ. And what is to be our mere response to that? We have seen the messengers. We have looked at the message briefly. Well, if the host of heaven sang with such joy over an issue of redemption in which really was no personal concern to them because they were not redeemed, How much more should the redeemed be filled with joy, singing, praising God in life and in death for the salvation brought to us in Jesus Christ? We should not be bored with church. And I will say this, you can put the finest meal before a buzzard but they'll still prefer the dead possum on the side of the road. And there are some Christians or people that claim to be Christians that say church is boring. Oh, God bless you. 
May the joy of the Holy Ghost fill you because you're like that buzzard only pleased with the garbage of this world over the beauties of Christ. How much more should those of us who have been saved rejoice and love to worship and sing? Those damned by darkness are miserable and hopeless today. But let the redeemed of the Lord say so and have joy and gladness even in our difficulties. But the angels also believe this message. And so our response is let us also have faith and assurance in this message. That we can have peace on earth. Peace in thin ourselves. The angels believed in the message that they carried. They shouted, Glory to God in the highest things. Let us believe that message as well. That there is peace for us. And God has showered His goodwill upon us as well. Let our hearts today be filled with faith and courage and assurance through the person and the work of Jesus Christ. But also let us keep Christmas this year as the angels kept it at the first Noel. Let us keep Christmas this year as the angels first kept it. Again, we look to the message. They said, glory to God in the highest. And so let us keep Christmas this year by giving glory to God in the highest. Glory to God in the highest things. Beloved, you can have a great meal at Christmas. The ham, the sweet potatoes, the homemade rolls. You can be able to afford the gifts you want to give and to receive the gifts that you wanted. That doesn't mean you've truly kept Christmas. You've kept Christmas the way the world, the lost world, that have not been enlightened to the truth of the gospel. Don't just keep Christmas like the lost world. That's not truly keeping Christmas. You might listen to all of Bing Crosby's songs. Nothing wrong with that. But it doesn't mean you've kept Christmas like the angels. The world keeps Christmas in these ways. Much of the world will celebrate Christmas like this, especially in our nation. That it's all about the gifts, giving and receiving. It's all about the food and tolerating people in your home for a few hours you really don't like anyway, right? Don't answer that. Unfortunately, it will go beyond that in how much of the world celebrates Christmas. That there will be drunken parties, office adulteries, and they'll believe, oh, we had a great Christmas. Beloved, that's how lost people celebrate Christmas. That is not how those who call themselves to be Christians are to celebrate Christmas. You can do all the things the world has done, and it doesn't mean that you've kept Christmas like the angels. But give glory to God with your life and your faith and receive that peace. Secondly, giving glory to God in the highest things, but also having peace with God, being at peace with yourself through Christ, having the peace of God given through Christ in your heart and soul by receiving Him, by worshiping Him, by seeking Him 
by putting your faith in Him, believing and receiving the Prince of Peace that came to give you peace between yourself and your Creator, God Almighty. And through the joy and peace you have found in Christ, to keep Christmas like the angels did, give that goodwill to others. Give that goodwill to mankind. Give the goodwill that God has shown towards you through Jesus Christ with others. Be kind. Be compassionate. Find others to show goodwill towards. And I want to say this, that needs to start in the home. If you cannot be kind to your spouse and show goodwill towards them, don't go out in the world and be two-faced and show it to everybody else. Show goodwill towards your neighbor. If your brother has something against you or you against him or her, go to them and make peace and celebrate Christmas as the angels did. The angel's message is also prophetic in this nature. No, we do not see total peace on the earth now. No, we do not see worldwide goodwill towards mankind. But it is prophetic in the sense that we will one day. If we know and believe what the Scriptures teach, that Jesus Christ will return and He will rule and reign upon this earth, He will reveal Himself as the Lord of Lord and King of Kings. And there will be peace on the earth. And there will be goodwill towards men. And men will throw down their weapons of war and pick up their gardening tools. This is good news to us. These are the ways to keep Christmas as the angels. Give glory to God. Know peace with God through Jesus Christ and share that goodwill that God has showered you with toward others. It is my prayer that God gives you peace with yourself today and that He gives you goodwill towards man on earth and that God will grant you grace and strength to give glory to God in the highest things this Christmas. The Lord of glory, moved by love, descends in mercy from above, and he before whom angels bow is found a man of grief below. Such love is great, too great for thought. Its length and breadth in vain are sought. No tongue can tell its depth and height. The love of Christ is infinite. But through his love no measure knows. The Savior to his people shows enough to give them joy when known, enough to make their hearts his own. The greatest way that you can give glory to God is to have peace in your heart towards others by receiving Jesus Christ by grace and through faith. The greatest gift that has ever been given Jesus Christ. Would you receive that gift today? Would you call upon the Lord and allow Him to reconcile the brokenness between yourself and God the Father? He is the only way to do that, friend. He is the only way to do that. Christian, would you celebrate Christmas this year as the angels? Would you glorify God with your life and your faith? 
Would you be filled with the peace of Jesus Christ through worship? And you're living. Would you give goodwill to mankind?